you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Come on, would you give him praise in the house today? The name of the Lord, the name of the Lord is a strong bless you today. What a great spirit of the Lord is here. This is a special day and we're here to celebrate. I recognize right after service we're going to be celebrating more with our graduates and they have lunch in the parking lot. going to be a great time. I hope you can stick around for it. This is a special day for all of us. But before we leave today, I do want to speak to you, and I do pray that the Lord speaks to every heart and every life in this room. I'm going to just ask right where you are, if you would just bow your head with me right now, and let's pray that the Lord would prepare our hearts for what he wants to say and do in this house today. Father, we love you today. I honor you today above all. Lord, I pray your spirit and power, Lord, that we feel in this room today begins to move on the hearts of people, on the hearts of your followers today, oh God, that every man, woman, boy, or girl in this room, God, would receive the word of the Lord that you have laid upon my heart today. God, let your word be imparted to each of us, accomplish the purpose for which you send it today. Lord, leave no stone unturned today, but speak into every life and every heart. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. This is a very special weekend across North America. Students across our nation are graduating and It's Memorial Day weekend. On Monday, we celebrate the actual observant of Memorial Day. The time that we remember and reflect on those who gave their life for this country and for our freedom. Without the ultimate sacrifice being given you and I would not have the opportunity to live in the freedom that we live in today. Our freedom to assemble, our freedom to worship, 
the freedom to carry out all that we do here in North America is built and based upon the fact that men and women throughout the centuries have been willing to go to battle and to fight for the freedom of our country. No matter what your political ideals are, no matter what background or what differences there may be between individuals, there is one thing that brings America together, and that is the recognition of the heroism of all of those who gave their life and paid the ultimate price for our freedom. Today, we should take a moment to recognize and thank all of those who have gone on so that you and I could live in freedom. Today, I also want to speak to our graduates and honor our graduates. This is a different service in that there is a lot of honoring. Each service, of course, that we gather has a different purpose, and a different reason for us gathering. Ultimately, yes, to lift up the Lord, to allow his word to speak into our life, to grow, to learn to allow God to do in us what only he can do. Today, in honoring the veterans who paid the ultimate price and in honoring our graduates, I hope to do justice in remembering both because some things are just too important to forget. We owe a lot of gratitude to those who fought for our freedom and paid the ultimate price. Children grew up without fathers and wives without husbands and families without their loved ones so that you and I can be here today and worship in freedom so your children can get an education. Things may not be perfect in America, but this is still the greatest place in all the world to live and to raise our children. We are blessed. And there are some things that we must never forget. It is said that the decision to guard the tomb of the unknown soldiers was a sign of respect to our fallen soldiers. In Washington, D.C., rain or shine, Soldiers guard the tomb of those whose remains remain unknown. They are unknown, but they are not forgotten. When Hurricane Isabel was approaching Washington, D.C. in 2003, our U.S. Senate House took two days off with anticipation of the impending storm. 
On the ABC Evening News, it was reported that because of the dangers of the hurricane, the military members assigned to the duty of guarding the tomb of the unknown soldier was given permission to suspend the assignment. They respectfully declined the offer. Soaked to the skin, marching in the pelting rain of a tropical storm, they said that guarding the tomb was more than just an assignment, but it was the highest honor that can be afforded. Not because those who were guarding the tomb were fearful that someone would steal the remains locked within the tomb, but the honor of those who have fallen was far too important for them to suspend their assignment. Some things must never be forgotten. In Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter, Moses issued a final warning to Israel just before they entered into the promised land. His warning to them was very straightforward. He said, beware lest you forget. Earlier in the same chapter, Moses had declared in the fourth verse, he said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And in verse 5, he said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And he goes on and finally in verse 12, he said, After teaching all of this profound truth, he says, Beware lest thou forget. There are some things that are taught that must be taught over and again. For some, they say it seems redundant. It seems like it's things that we already know or already knew. It seems like maybe I'm not growing by hearing the same thing taught over and over again. But the scripture is emphatic that man has the propensity to forget. Then in Joshua, the fourth chapter, God ordered the children of Israel. And here's what he said to them. Build a memorial so they would never forget. The meaning of the Hebrew word memorial simply means to remember. On Memorial Weekend, the whole idea is for America to remember. We must never forget. On this Memorial Weekend, this is a time for us to not only remember the great price that was paid for our American history and legacy and freedom, but on this Memorial Weekend service, I don't want to just get caught up in the nostalgia of this being some sort of a great time of celebrating Memorial Weekend and remember the fallen soldiers, but it's also a time for you and I to remember what God has done in our lives. Remember where God has brought you from. Remember the price that was paid for our freedom. On this Memorial Weekend, we remember the soldiers who died so that we can live in a free country. But can we also remember that Jesus died so that you and I can live a life free 
from the pains of sin, freedom from our past. I feel like he ought to get the ultimate recognition this weekend because without him, you and I would have no freedom but be locked in the bondage of sin. There are some things we must never forget. The call went out to build a memorial. The memorial stones were to be a reminder of their own personal experiences. Every time something great happened, they were constantly reminded, build a memorial. In Joshua, the fourth chapter, in the sixth verse, the scripture says that the memorial stones would have an effect on the next generation. It said that the memorial stones would cause the children to ask, what meaneth these stones? Why do we do some of the things that we do? Why get up and go to church every Sunday? Why live a life that is separated from the world? Why do all of the things we do? Why pray? Why put God first? Because there's going to be some memorials that we build in our life that our children will never understand and they're going to ask, what meaneth these stones? Can I speak to the parents that are in this room today? Never be intimidated to set some memorials in your life, to set some boundaries, to place some things in your life so that your children will ask, what meaneth these stones? Because when they ask, what meaneth these stones? You and I have an opportunity to testify to them. This is where God made a way in my life. These stones are a memorial because some things are too important to forget. The stones are first of all to be a reminder of the personal experiences, how God has made a way in rolling back the waters of the Jordan. I come to this pulpit today to remind a few heroes of faith that may be in this room, to maybe remind you of some of those that have even passed on, some of those that gave their life, their blood, their sweat, and their tears to build what you and I live in and enjoy today. I was not even born at the foundation of this assembly. In 1965, in the month of April, this assembly gathered about one mile due south of us on Kelly Road. I wasn't even born. Now here I stand in this pulpit on the shoulders of those who sacrificed who showed up faithfully, who drove bus routes, who preached every week, who taught Sunday school classes, who stayed true to the faith when it would have been easier to have given up. I rise to this podium this morning to tell you there are some things we must never forget. We didn't get here by ourselves. We got here because of the sacrifices and the faithfulness and the goodness of those who have gone on. 
Then today we reflect on our experiences of prayer, the powerful services where God moved, the favor of God working in our life, maybe because of the prayers of those that were prayed before we ever got to where we are. But we must never take it for granted. Beware lest you forget. God is simply saying to the church on this celebration weekend, remember where I brought you from. Remember what I've kept you from. Remember the moments that my spirit swept over your soul and filled you with a time of refreshing. We must never forget the sacrifices that were made to bring this church to where it is. Even some in this room, I say this morning, I can't imagine doing church or doing life without you because you are what makes CLC what it is. There will be a day if God tarries that you and I will pass on. But these on this front row and scattered throughout this building and in Sunday school classes this morning are going to say what meaneth these stones. I remind you, keep on building memorials. Memorial weekends are good. Every Sunday ought to be a memorial weekend. Let me speak to the graduates today. I'll try not to be too much longer. The famous last words of every long-winded pastor. Let me speak to the graduates this morning. There are some things that you must never forget. While I could compile a list very long, as a matter of fact, I started doing some research on the popular things that people thought that graduates should never forget. The very first one I clicked on was 17 things that graduates shouldn't forget. I thought if I would give five minutes apiece, but then I thought maybe I would just choose three. If I was to reflect this morning on the story of the prodigal son, and I was to consider a lesson in the life of the prodigal son because he went out he spent all of his living that his father had given him he found himself in a pig pen and there in the pig pen he came to himself he started thinking right and he even said to himself I'm going to turn, go back to my father's house where the servants have enough to eat because here I'm starving to death and I'm eating the swine's food. So he left the pig pen and made his way back to the father's house hoping that he could just be a servant. But before he ever got there, his father was looking for him. He saw him coming, the Bible said, afar off. His father was waiting for him. And when his father saw him, he ran to where he was. He kissed him. He calls his servants and he tells his servants, put a robe on him and put shoes on him and put a ring on his finger. There's a lot locked in this story. And this morning I'm just going to draw three quick conclusions and then I'm going to get you to lunch. The first thing that I want to say to the graduates this morning is, don't waste what you have been blessed with. Don't waste the opportunities. Don't waste the education. 
You didn't get to where you are by accident. You didn't get here because you're pretty or handsome. You didn't get here because you're just that talented. But you got here. It took a lot of people helping you along the way. Never forget those who helped you. We didn't get here by ourselves. None of us did. There were people who invested in us. There were mentors. There were coaches. There were teachers. There were people who helped us along. And it was God who made a way. At times that nobody had an answer, it was God that made a way. There were moments that he opened doors that no man could close, and he closed doors that no man could open. I know I've talked to many adults in this room who have said, I thank God for the unanswered prayers. The many things that you may think you want out of life, yet the doors seem to close. And it seems like that you really wanted that in your life, but God closed the door only to look back and realize. I stand here this morning a recipient of unanswered prayers. Some time ago I ran across a girl that I dated once. I thank God. I return home and run into my seventh grade science teacher, Mr. Hunt, one of the kindest men that I've ever met in my life. He invested in me. Every time that I've seen Mr. Hunt, I've gone to where he was. I took him by the hand. I shook his hand. And I made sure to tell him, Mr. Hunt, you impacted my life. You changed my life. A young junior high student who was suffering from depression, who was filled with insecurities, who had a hard time believing that he could ever do anything, much less become anything. Yet, a seventh grade science teacher made me believe that I was the best student that he had ever had in his class. I think of men like Mr. Bush, my eighth grade algebra teacher. I remember Mr. Bush when he told me, stay after I came forward. He said, you're one of the brightest young people that I've ever had. Today I realize it probably wasn't true. But he told me with such confidence I believed it. I didn't get to where I am today by myself. I remember the men who walked up to me at camps and conferences and took me by the hand and looked me in the eye and said, God has a plan for you. God has a purpose for you. At times when my wife and I feel like, felt like giving up, I specifically remember walking onto the Indiana District campgrounds. I had just told my wife, I think I'm going to be a plumber. I know nothing about plumbing. We went there. I'll never forget the message or the man that preached the message. Johnny Godair preached an powerful, powerful message. My wife and I walked to the front along with hundreds of others. Brother Godair singled us out, came down to where we were through the crowd, reached his hand behind my head, 
got right in my face and began to speak to me and told me, God is not finished with you. Where would we be today, all of us, if it had not been for people who invested their time, who listened to the voice of God, who spoke faith and hope into us when we felt like we were nothing and had nowhere else to go. Don't ever forget those that helped you get to where you are. God has blessed you with a great church, a great family, a great group of people surrounding you. Don't waste what you have been blessed with. I've got to hurry. The second thing I want you to remember is don't wait too late in life to come to your good senses. The prodigal son could have come to good senses early on in life, but he waited until he got in the pig pen. He waited until he was hungry, starving. He actually was eating the swine's food before he realized, hey, this isn't working out very well. Remember, he was in the father's house. He had an inheritance. He took the inheritance. He went, the Bible said, and spent it on riotous living. He wasted it away. Don't wait too late to get to come to your good senses. Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone. In case somebody missed what I just said, everyone makes mistakes. Some scars are worse than others, and even God can't remove scars. But He will forgive the sin. You and I today are tasked with a great opportunity, actually. An opportunity to forgive hurts. Because if you fail to forgive, you will, forgiveness will be withheld from you. Forgive hurts. And accept forgiveness when people offer forgiveness to you. Don't hold grudges. If you hold grudges against those that hurt you, don't claim that you've forgiven and moved on. Don't claim that your life is going well. Forgive and give forgiveness. Receive forgiveness. Listen, life is not fair. If I could speak one thing to everybody in this room today, life is not fair. When we reach a point, I don't know when it is in life, whether it's 5, 15, or 55, but there is a point in life that all of us are going to come to the realization life is not fair. When my wife received her cancer diagnosis, I realized life is not fair. There are a lot of people that I could have said, here, i got a list of names, if, Lord, if you'd like to give this to somebody else. But life is not fair. 
Not everyone is going to be on your side. That doesn't make you bad and it doesn't make you wrong. Am I okay this morning? Someone said most of the time they're not actually against you. They are just for themselves. Listen, our lives are full of mistakes, full of bad choices. That's why that the Lord declares in his word, the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. If we will choose the path of God, the path of righteousness, the Lord will take our feet, and he will place our feet in just the right places along that path. Does it mean that we'll never make a mistake? Does it mean we'll never go the wrong direction? Absolutely not. The great thing about God is that He's always adjusting His plan and His purpose for our lives. He's always making us better. He's taking the bad things in your life, the bad decisions, and He's making the best out of them. When you make a bad choice, God comes along and adjusts his plan to take that bad choice and to make your life better. Regardless how broken you may feel that your life is, remember, there's a family back home that loves you more than you love yourself. There's people that care for you. No matter how far you've gone and how many people you believe are against you, don't ever forget the words of your pastor this morning, there are more people that love you and are for you than those who are against you. Every time, every person. Don't forget those who love you the most and love you in spite of your failures. Finally, and in closing, Never forget your way back home. The prodigal son in the pig pen said, I will go back to my father's house. He had to remember his way back home. The journey back home begins with just one step. Actually, it begins with one decision. No matter where life takes you, the Father's house will always be home. No matter where life takes you, the Father will always be waiting for you with open arms. I've had those ask me, Pastor, is there a place that people can go that they can never get back right with God? The Bible does speak of that. There are those perhaps that have been there and crossed that line, but for most... No matter how bad you think you've been or how far you think you've gone, don't forget the way back home because the Father is waiting on you with open arms. Let me speak to this church today. This is the Father's house. This is part of the kingdom of God. We, the church, the people, we are a building that is fitly framed together, formed according to God's plan and purpose, Him being the great architect and designer and engineer that makes this church what it is. 
this is the Father's house. It doesn't matter how far you've gone. You're always welcome back at the Father's house. Stand with me all over the room this morning if you would. Never forget your way back home. Maybe someone came today because it's just this special service. You came with no intention for anything less or anything more. But maybe God put a preacher in the way today. Maybe my voice has annoyed you. Maybe my presence has done so. But God sent this preacher here today to remind you you'll never forget the touch of God that you felt in this service this morning. You'll never forget the touch of God in your life. You'll never be able to drown out all that God has done in your life, the memory of His blessings, that call that God has placed on you. You can run, but God will meet you there. You can try business, but when work is over, the call of God is still going to be there. Today is right for you. Today is the right day. Joshua not only issued the order for the men to go back to the place where the feet of the priest stood on dry ground and build a memorial there, but he personally joined them as they made their way back to the river. My point today is you'll never make the journey alone. God will always send a Joshua. He'll always send somebody to take the journey with you. Maybe some of us in this room this morning need to look around and look back and just see how good God has been in our personal lives. Maybe somebody wants to go back and relive one of those moments. Maybe somebody wants to get back to that place. Is anybody thankful for what God has done in your life? This is Memorial Weekend. This is a time to remember and reflect. So here we are today. Could we all in this house build a memorial this morning and say, I remember where God brought me from, and I'm never going to forget it. I remember what God's done in my life. Anybody thankful for what God's done in your life? He saved us by his blood. He made a way out of no way. He's changed our future. He's given us a new hope. He's given us a sense of purpose. We must never forget. They're going to sing. I opened these altars this morning for anyone that would like to walk to the front and just say, I'm coming today to build a memorial on this memorial weekend. I'm coming today before I walk out of the doors of this building just, to, just as a reminder to myself, my family, and everybody around me. Today's Memorial Day for me. I'll build this memorial.